Welcome to the Sharp 600, brought to you by Covers.com. I'm Rob Cressy, and I'm super excited to be jamming with you. And joining me on today's show to talk about how to bet boxing, plus the upcoming Wilder versus Fury fight, is Evan Korn. But first, I want to give an update on what's cooking with the Sharp 600 post-football season. So in the football season, we are doing a twice-a-week cadence outside of football. We're going to be moving this to a once-a-week cadence. However, we will be doubling up when the sports calendar warrants it. For example, March Madness is on the horizon, so there's a lot more action for us to be covering in those instances. We will be double-dipping and giving you two episodes. But sometimes when there isn't enough sports to warrant it, we will be giving it to you just once a week. But nonetheless, we are still giving you at minimum one podcast a week. And I'm still going to be jamming on Twitter on the regular. Hit me up at Rob Cressy about my sports bets, about sports, what's going on in the world. So I would love to continue to hear from you. My shoes cost more than your house. Up next, you know what's really on my mind right now? Sports betting karma. And this is because of everything that's going on right now with the Astros scandal. So you know what I'm thinking about? Is there now value on the Astros? So there's several ways that we can unpack this. One, how much did the cheating matter? Remember, this is from back in 2017. And while it did give them an advantage, how big an advantage? Because I saw some stats. I think it was something that Colin Cowherd tweeted out that the Astros back then were actually better on the road from a hitting perspective than they were at home. So be careful with the narratives that we see out there. Number two, are they really just this good? And is everyone overreacting? I get the narrative of them cheating, but remember, we're talking about sports betting here. Is there an opportunity where the negative sentiment is so loud and the Astros are actually that good that all of a sudden there is some value there? Because when all of a sudden everybody's on one side making all of this noise, immediately I'm like, huh, is there an opportunity there somewhere? And keeping the theme of sports betting karma going, I remember, let's go back to 2006, I believe it was. And I bet against the Saints on the first game back for them from Katrina. It was against Michael Vick and the Super Bowl contending Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons were four-point road favorites. And I was like, man, Michael Vick is balling. I don't know what's going to be going on with the Saints team. Give me the road favorite Falcons. And you know what happened? Within about two seconds, the Saints block a punt for a touchdown, and it was all downhill from there for the Falcons. They ended up losing 21-3. to As a quick side note, that same Saints team ended up getting smoked in the NFC Championship game 39-14 to by none other than the Chicago Bears, led by sexy Rexy Grossman, Thomas Jones, and Cedric Benson. That's right, Rex Grossman defeated Drew Brees in a big-time game. But nonetheless, this always makes me chuckle a little bit because I was on the wrong side of sports karma. Most people would be like, of course you would want to bet the Saints. 
But here's the thing. The Michael Vick Falcons teams, they were sick. And I was like, they are going to crush it. It's highly emotional for the Saints. But that did not happen. So I'm curious to hear from you. Do you believe in sports betting karma? Would you bet the Astros or another villain team? Or do you have an instance in which you bet on the villain or against a babyface team going into an emotional game? I would love to hear from you. You can hit me up on Twitter, at Rob Cressy. All right, you guys, let's listen up. From our friends at Covers Experts, here's an exclusive offer for the Sharp 600 listeners only. Get 25% off any Covers Experts product when you use promo code SHARP25. Take advantage of this limited time offer. Save a little money and follow the pros all the way to the bank. Again, that's SHARP25 for 25% off any product. 60% of the time, it works every time. And joining me to help you understand how to be a more informed better when it comes to boxing, plus to jam about the upcoming Wilder vs. Fury matchup, is Evan Korn, head of public relations for Top Rank and former covers boxing handicapper. You can follow him on Twitter at Cornerman44, and that's Corner with a K. Evan, great to have you on the show. It's, it's good to be back with covers. It's like returning home, man. I appreciate it. Well, we're, we're glad to have you back. So the two things I want to jam about, let's start with this. How to bet boxing. We're out of football season, and a great opportunity for those who have not bet boxing yet is this super fight between Wilder and Fury. And I don't know if everyone has actually thrown a few jelly beans on boxing or understands the different ways that we can bet boxing. So can you give us sort of an overview on how we can be more informed in betting boxing? Well, in, the, in speaking in the U.S., uh, we, we bet boxing. You can obviously just bet the outcome, which is the easiest way to go about it. Um, a draw means you get your money back, uh, and then you can bet on the specific results by KO, TKO, or DQ, or one fighter by decision, or the draw. So in that case, if you bet somebody by KO or decision, and it comes out a draw, then you obviously lose your money. So that's really the uh, ABC on how you can bet boxing. And then for bigger fights, Generally, the major properties will offer uh, round props. And bet, you can bet a specific round, or you can, you can bet uh, even some of the offshore books have point spreads for the judges, so you can bet, you know, so-and-so minus 15 points on the three official judges' scorecards. So once you get to a, a bigger fight, uh, such as Wilder Fury 2, uh, you really have just about any option uh, to bet. Those round props, I would, cons- I would sort of compare more to Super Bowl prop bets, uh, those are more lottery ticket flyer type things and and where a lot of the quote-unquote squares tend to play. So what is the smartest way that we can do this? I completely agree because it's kind of hard to say, hey, I think it's going to happen in this round specifically. Um, but if we're going to do this smarter, is it saying, hey, here's who I think is going to win? And then based on that, uh, if you like one of the sides saying, here is the method of victory. So knowing that, Wilder has more power punch, but and looking at Fury, more of a technical boxer, so more likely to go the distance. Well, this fight, and, and, and first off, uh, I think you talk to most experts, this is, in terms of a major pay-per-view level event, this is one of the greatest betting, of, uh, betting fights in modern history because it is essentially at the books, give or take right now, an even money fight. 
So for most mega events, Mayweather Pacquiao, Mayweather was about a two and a half, three to one favorite, two, two and a half, three to one favorite. Mayweather McGregor, if you were smart, was the easiest major fight betting ever because Floyd was about a four and a half to five, uh, five to one favorite when it, all, uh, when it was all settled. So this might be the greatest uh, big fight betting, uh, betting event in recent years because it is even money. If you are, if you are backing Wilder, I would just go put the majority of your money on a straight out win because you're not going to get too much value on a KO. And as we saw in the first fight, it went 12, 12 rounds, somewhat controversially, but we saw that Wilder is capable of winning a decision. On the other hand, with Fury, again, most people think if he's going to win, they back him by decision, but the odds you're going to get on a Fury decision, is it worth, is, is it worth just the uh, somewhat extra juice? Uh, I don't think so. If, if you back either guy, put the majority of your money on, on the straight-up result, and if you want to throw a few shekels on the outcome, uh, you know, I, I, I would do that. But when you have an even money fight such as this, go with your hunch. Don't mess around with the KO or the decision because anything can happen in a fight. You can get a, there can be a bad headbutt, a free KO. You never know what's going to happen. So in an even money fight like this, go with your gut. All right, so let's break this down a little bit. And I think a lot of the analysis that we're seeing is coming off the first fight and then sort of projecting what's going to happen here. And the interesting thing about the first fight, with it being a draw, 115-111 on one scorecard for Wilder, 114-112 on one scorecard for Fury, and then 113-113, which gave us a draw right there. We also saw that Wilder knocked him down twice in the ninth and 12th, but at the same time, Fury, for the most part, outboxed him, and I believe it was nine of 12 rounds. He had more strikes and threw more punches there, so you see a little of everything, and depending on what side people are on, you're like, Oh, watch out for Wilder's right hook. He's going to be able to connect. Or you've got Fury. If he continued to do the same thing, eliminated the knockdowns, then you can see his path for victory. Yeah, it's, there's really – I can see any pathway of victory for, for either guy. And obviously, uh, I'm biased um, you know, working for the company that promotes Tyson Fury. But he, I can see any outcome. I mean, I think, you know, a lot of people have a strong hunch one way or another. But every, given everything that happened in the first fight, anything is truly possible. People say, well, if Fury's going to win this fight, it has to be by decision. Well, that's not necessarily the case. People forget, a lot of people remember, but a lot of people forget that in that 12th round, after Fury rose like the Undertaker, that, that, that famous uh, 12th round uh, knockdown, he won the rest of that round and seriously hurt Wilder in the last minute, minute and a half of that fight and, and hurt him on a couple other occasions. So for people to say, well... Wilder is incapable of being hurt or stopped by Fury. Well, that's simply wrong. And for people to say, well, just because Wilder has 41 uh, knockout wins in 42 victories, that he has to win by knockout is not necessarily the case because one of the judges, the judge, if the judge who had it even, swung one more round for Deontay Wilder, well, then he's a split. He would have won a split decision. So it's it's not as, as simple as Wilder would win by knockout and Fury would win by decision. So when betting this fight. It's. I would encourage researching the judges. What you know? What, what kind of style do they favor? There's a lot of things that go into boxing betting that that sometimes maybe the casuals don't uh, look into.
How much does Fury's height and size difference matter to this? When we're looking at the first fight, he was 40 pounds heavier than Wilder. It, well, it matters and it doesn't, right? Because Deontay Wilder is such freakish power that even at 210 pounds, he can knock out world-class heavyweights for 270, 280. So in that case, it, it doesn't matter. But in a, in a long, grueling fight, when you have a 40, 30, 40, 50-pound weight advantage, that's the sort of thing that can take a toll on the smaller men. But as we saw in the first fight, Wilder is capable. He knocked uh, of carrying his power into the later rounds. He knocked Fury down in the ninth, and then again in the twelfth. So the key is you, you, know, you have to tire Wilder out early, and that's easier said than done because he's shown that he can carry that power late in fights. And not just in the first Fury fight. He's knocked out many opponents in the later rounds. Arthur Spilka, for example, very close fight, I believe, ninth round. Caught him with one right hand. So Wilder has shown time and time again that not only is he a knockout artist in the early rounds, which he showed in his last fight against Dominic Brazil, he can knock people flat on their back in the second half of the fight, which is what he did in both the first Luis Ortiz fight, where he was badly hurt earlier in the fight and came back to knock him out. And the second Luis Ortiz fight where uh, myself and a lot of others had him losing every single round and pretty much every single second of every single round until he scored the, the final KO. But what makes Wilder so fascinating is, and Bob Arum, uh, chairman of the top rank, has said this time and time again, is I can be sitting there up with my guy up, with Fury, my guy up 10 rounds to one, 11 rounds to nothing, 30 seconds left in the 12th round, and I'm still going to be scared, you know, scared, uh, scared because Wilder, can crack until the last second, which is, again, what makes this such a fascinating fight. And if you're a Fury backer, it's, you're going to be on pins and needles for 36 minutes. So that's a hard recipe for success for me, just using regular sports betting fundamentals. And I guess you can almost think of it like the Kansas City Chiefs, when the Chiefs were down double digits multiple times in the playoffs. But you're like, it's the freaking Chiefs. Their offense can always come there. And looking into the Super Bowl, I was like, you know what? I don't like the recipe of down double digits, down double digits, down double digits, because eventually that can and will uh, catch up with you. So if we're looking at this from the wilder side of things, I don't like the fact that he's losing these rounds because by design, uh, he's losing the fight or these rounds. And of course, he has the absolute boom, knockout punch. But what if that doesn't happen? Because as we saw, Fury got up twice. I think the, the Kansas City Chiefs is probably the perfect analogy. And I think that's why, you know, the, the odds in Vegas in, in recent days have shifted slightly in Wilder's favor. Because I think most people, especially those who, again, may fall under the category of people that don't bet boxing a lot, they know, well, Wilder's a big puncher. Fury's not as big of a puncher. And so they feel more comfortable betting on the puncher. And, you know, it, it goes back, you know, I'll, get into, to, I'll take it to another fight that caught the casual interest, which is Mayweather-McGregor. Now, this, in this case, it was a fallacy that everybody thought McGregor's got this incredible power. Well, in reality, his power for a boxer was, aver for, it was average at best. I would say below average for the 154-pound weight class. The difference now is you have Wilder, who is among is among the best punchers in heavyweight boxing history where, where he stands um, is, is very debatable. And, you know, I think what we need to see how the rest of his career plays out. But if you're, but I think the casuals will be back in Wilder because they feel more comfortable taking the guy 
that on paper is the better one punch knockout artist. And we'll get out on this. Looking at the total rounds, over under 10 and a half, the over minus 115, the under 105. The first fight, it went all 12 rounds right there. Do you see a leaner and edge one way or another? You know what? I, I, I don't want – that's a tough one. I, I, that, that's really one in this case that if I was a betting man, uh, I wouldn't touch because, again, there's – I can see any outcome to this fight. You can make a strong case, again, that Wilder can win the – it could be Wilder in the over. That it could be Fury in, in the over, especially Wilder in the under, and even Fury with the under. And when you're dealing with over-under in fights like this, remember, you know, you had Fury with a cut in his last fight. If there's a bad headbutt and a fight, you know, technical draw. I mean, there, there's so many outcomes that can happen, so many things that can happen in a fight before 10 and a half or 11 rounds, depending on where you bet uh, – before 10 after 11 rounds are completed, so many things can happen that I don't know if I'd be comfortable necessarily betting the under. Uh, I generally uh, I generally like picking my over-under spots. Uh, you know, maybe if you have to throw a little juice uh, on the over, but if you have two guys who are more defensive-minded, I found a lot of value in those type of fights. I think, you know, you can again, you can make a strong case over-under one way or another, uh, and I wouldn't call you a square. All right, so with this, I'm not going to make you make a pick because of obviously your tie is too top rank. Well, 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 well I mean, it's ob obviously my obviously my pick. I, I won't go into specifics on how I think Fury is going to win, but obviously, I uh, for my job security, I will I will have to pick Tyson Fury. But uh, but yeah, so that that is my pick if you're if you're if you're, you know, if, you're if you're asking me that. Yeah, yes, indeed. And what I like about Fury is the way that the first fight went, where, boom, if he keeps winning these rounds, 9 of 12, if that thing doesn't get knocked off, it's we're trying to avoid one big mistake. The challenge is it's a very hard thing to do against a guy who specializes in making sure that when you make that mistake, you go lights out. So I like the fundamentals of everything that Fury has with the reach, with him being – uh, the one who's going to land more and throw more there. Evan, really enjoyed your insight here. Where can everybody connect with you? Uh, at Cornerman44 on Twitter, uh, at, at capital K, Cornerman44. And also, quick plug, Fight is available on ESPN Plus pay-per-view, Fox Sports pay-per-view on the apps, and all of your local cable and satellite providers. So any, and anywhere you want to watch the fight, and it'll be on uh, movie theaters on fathomevents.com. Check out your local movie theaters. So there's my plug for all you gambling fans who want to bet on this fight. There's a lot of places to watch it. And I want to hear from you. Who are you taking in this rematch, Wilder or, or Fury? I have not decided yet. I'll be dropping my pick on Twitter as it gets closer to the fight. You can hit me up on Twitter, at Rob Cressy. Make sure you use hashtag Sharp600 and be part of our community. And also make sure to tag at Covers. And we love when you give us subscribes, rates, and reviews on iTunes because it helps other people find the show. When you show us love, we will show you love. And remember, if you want to be a Sharp, don't be a square with your bankroll. Be disciplined with your money management. The book of the devil hits you with the rap level of 10. The one, two, three, your pen. I get action. So everybody jump with your rope. If you like the way the sound pops, pump it in your black trunk. And let loose with the juice when I do rock. I'm too hot. Some say I got more juice than two pops.